is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone welcome to episode 65 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tino romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode and the next following episodes are going to be specifically and specially dedicated to all you lovely women out there Oh, I have to get my, my Barry White voice on there, right? Don't I? Yes, these next several episodes, all dedicated to you wonderful, beautiful lady and all my listeners. <laughs> I, I, I've been working on this for, for a little while. I realize how fucked up the, the media and coverage is over a bunch of different things. So I started looking up several different... You know what? Let, let, let me just cut to the chase, okay? So I just found out how fucked up it was that a bunch of male serial killers are given more publicity and more recognition and more fame pretty much than the female serial killers have. And I am guilty of just finding the easy way for doing my research. So when I started doing serial killers, instead of, you know, actually reading in and clicking different things and finding, I usually go with the with with the with the individual that has more information provided that way it cuts my research time down in half but i realized after a while i was like damn you know that's kind of fucked up i haven't given any love to the ladies out there so today's episode and again the next following episodes are all going to be dedicated to prolific female serial killers yes yes i know it's about fucking time grumbler thanks man thanks for uh for keeping us down in the down down and not helping us out and putting putting my name out there, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I am guilty that I just went with the easy with the easy information. But again, today's episode and several other episodes will be dedicated to all you wonderful women out there. Okay, and I'm going to do something. Well, I'm trying to do something. I just need more. I need I need more stories. If if you wonderful ladies out there, or even men, both of my, my listeners, period. Send me stories written or audio clips. It can be a little audio clip. And if you want me to play the audio clip on the podcast, send me an audio clip. If you don't want me to play an audio clip on it, I will uh, just write it down and I'll read it myself. However, what I want to do is I want to make an episode full of creeps. It's just it's just creepy shit. It could be paranormal. It could be stalkers. It could be near brush uh, abduction stories. Send me your stories and I will put it down. I, I will put, I'll put it on the podcast. So what, what, what I'm trying to do is if this thing takes off or not takes off, but if I get enough submissions, then I, I'll, I'll dedicate an, an episode or, or two or three or four full of creeps, just creepy shit that's happened to, to real life people. So please send me your stories, audio or written, email me. If you want to eat, well, not, not if you want, but my email, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, not gmail, at mail.com. I really want to get that. I want to put that episode on together. That that way, a lot of people can realize that creepy shit happens to regular people. It's not just not it's not just things that you hear about on TV. You know, things actually happen to people in real life. And I want to put something together. So let me know. Uh, get, give me get, send me some of that information so I can put it down. But let's get back to the episode. So today's episode, or not get back to the episode. Let's start the fucking episode. All right, Grumbler, enough talking. Let's go. Let's go. Today's episode is about Jane Tapan. Uh, Who is Jane Toppin? Jane Toppin was born Honora Kelly on March 31st, 31st, 1854, the daughter of Irish immigrants. Her mother, Bridget Kelly, died of TB when she was very young. Not, uh, well, uh, Jane was very young as well. 
Her father, Peter Kelly, was well known as an eccentric and abusive alcoholic. In later years, Kelly became the source of many local rumors concerning his supposed insanity. The most popular one being that his madness finally drove him to sew his own eyelids closed while, wa while working as a tailor. How fucked up and insane do you have to be to sew your eyelids closed while you're at work? I mean, my, my guess would be he was probably on a lunch. He was enjoying his snacky snacks, looked at the time and said, fuck, I only have five minutes left. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sew my eyelids closed so I don't see time expiring and I have to get back to work. That is my guess. <laughs> when, I mean, I've said it before. And it doesn't matter, male or female, if you have a fucked up childhood, the chances of the children growing up to be not fucked up are slim to none. I still need to get some sort of psychologist or psychiatrist on my show to help give a little more insight on all the technical and, and professional uh, viewpoint of that instead of just my own. I'm, I, I definitely have to work on that. However, the chances of your child, not yours, not specifically yours, but the chances of the child growing up to be fucked up are very high when you have a messed up, abusive, crazy, insane household. I'm not talking about busy, 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 busy. No, I'm talking about when your dad is, is sewing his, eye, his eyelids closed, that, that's a fucked up childhood. And nine times out of nine plus one, you're going to have a messed up kid or several messed up kids because they do not know how to process and deal with what the fuck is going on. They see that this type of behavior is perfectly okay. And it's not okay, but we don't have anybody there to keep the lid on there. Say, yo, the sun's getting low, buddy. The sun's getting real low here and keep them at bay. And it, it, it's, a fucked up, it's a fucked up way to be led into life. So let's keep going. In 1816, in 1860, only a few years after his wife's death, Kelly took his two youngest children, eight-year-old Delia Josephine and six-year-old Honora, to the Boston Female Asylum, an orphanage for indigent female children. Kelly, sur Kelly surrendered the two girls, never to see them again. Documents from the asylum note that they were rescued from a very miserable home. So not only did this motherfucker give up his kids, I mean, so, so his eyelids closed, he also gave up his kids to never see them again. Said, look, man, I can't take care of them. So, see, you can't fault the dad, though. You can't really fault the dad on giving up of his, giving, giving his children up when, in reality, he was, he was incapable of caring and providing his, his children a nice, healthy life. So... I mean, you, again, you can't really fault the guy saying, yo, I can't do this, so I'm just going to give up my kids and hope for the best. So, I mean, that, that's good instead of, uh, instead of raising them in torture and hell for the rest of their lives, which is completely unfair for the children. But, goddamn, this is, again, this is a recipe for disaster, especially back in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the golden years, like in the 1800s and, and, well, early 1900s and, and below 1817, 16, 15s. Orphanages were super fucked up. The kids were abused. They were they were abused in any way, shape, or form that you can think of. There was there was no there was no in between that that the kids were going to be able to be treated treated well from. And the, the abuse was was crazy. That's why we have so many laws protecting orphanages and or children in orphanages and other things like that. Yes, well, I I understand that illegal or the things that happen the the atrocities still 
fall between the lines and they still get through and kids unfortunately are still abused up to uh, into current time and it's fucked up it needs to be it needs to be stopped period so <sighs> let's continue no rick no records exist of delia's and honora's experience during their time in the asylum but reportedly delia became a prostitute while their older sister nelly who was not committed to the orphanage was committed to an insane asylum so when I started doing more research about this, I real I, I wrote down that there was only two kids because they were the only two main kids that they were that they were mentioned. However, there were four children t- all together. One of them will be well the what the what the older sister who was who was sent to the orphanage with Honora or with Jane ended up becoming a prostitute, and their older sister who was not committed because she was already older and was able to do her own thing, she 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 was committed to an insane asylum. I can't find any records or anything explaining why and how she was she was committed or the reason being. It just say that she was committed into into an insane asylum. Right there already there are unfortunately there are signs that shit is not going to end well or I mean shit didn't even start well for this for Jane that she's on a road she she's pretty much on the highway to hell, you know. When 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 you have so many fucked up things happen at once, or not once, but consecutively, just boom, 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 just just never stops, just beating you down. You you don't have a chance at, well, you do have a chance, but it's very difficult to have a wonderful, peaceful adulthood or adult life without having things get fucked up and, and your mind just, just frying out. It, it, it's really shitty. In November 1862, less than two years after her father had left them, Honora Kelly was placed as an intend as an intended servant in the <laughs> Kelly was placed as an intended servant in the home of Mrs. Ann C. Topan, Topan of Lowell, Massachusetts. Though never formally adopted by the Topans, Honora took the surname of her benefactors and eventually became known as Topan. The original Topin family already had a daughter, Elizabeth, with whom Honora was was on good terms. So she decided, not she, but she was basically chosen to become a servant. That I mean, that's pretty much what, what they had in store for her. So she got hooked up with the family, the Topins or Topons, so she can so she can work and, and serve them. I mean, there, there's no other way around it. She was she was their servant. They did have a daughter, and uh, according to records and reports, that uh, Jane and, and the and the daughter Elizabeth got on real well. They had no issues. They had no beef. So they, you know, they just they did what they did for whatever they did. It wasn't a big deal. But you know, at least she found a home. I mean, it sucks that she's their servant, but at least she found somewhere to to stay and live and and be out of an orphanage. You know, that's a good thing. But let's get to the meat. Let's get we we ate the potatoes. Let's get to the meat. When does her ca- her killing rampage begins? This is when this is when we start getting the rampage. Her her killing her killing pre ha- her killing her killing spree has started, and we are going into the deep. It is dark now. Let's get it. In 1885, Topan began training to be a nurse at Cambridge Hospital. Unlike her early years, where she was described as brilliant and terrible, at the hospital she was well liked, bright, and friendly, evoking the nickname Jolly Jane. Okay, so I haven't really met anyone who's had a, a happy-go-lucky name. We'll say Jolly Jane, for example. Anyone who has a, a perky nickname have been complete assholes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not... It, it, from, okay, so 
This is based off of my experience and based off all of the happy, jolly, go lucky people that I have met in my life. Every single one of them have been nice to, we'll say, the boss, to patients, to other people. But when it comes to their coworkers and selected few, they're complete assholes. They're not all jolly, jolly, happy, happy every single day, every single minute of every single year. Absolutely not. Everyone has their flaws. However, my antennas perk up when I hear a name of, of Smiley Sally or, or Happy Clappy Lucy, you know, something shit like that. And my antenna would have been buzzing when I walked in and say, yo, who's that? Oh, that's Jolly Jane. Nah, man. <laughs> Maybe we should, we should keep a close eye on her because there, there, there might be something fishy. You don't just get a name as Jolly Jane and, and think that everything's going to be on the up and up. There, there's no way. There's no way. Now, let me know if your experience has been the same. If you've met anybody with one of those happy, perky, perky names, have they been complete assholes or were they 24-7 or not 24-7, but every single experience or interaction that you've had with that individual, has it been happy, happy, laughy, laughy, or has it been like, damn, I thought you were supposed to be in a good mood. Why are you being a fucking asshole? <laughs> Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com, Graveyard Grumbler podcast on Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler podcast on the Podbean app, which, it is, which is free to download, by the way. Download the Podbean app. You can listen to my, my episodes right there without having to go to Spotify or wherever you want to go. You can just listen to it directly from the app. So, Jolly Jane in a hospital. This is already bad news. This is all bad. Once Toppin be became close with the patients, she picked her favorite ones. The patients were normally elderly and very sick. During her residency, Topin used her patients as guinea pigs in experiments with morphine and natropine. She altered their prescribed dosages to see what it did to their nervous systems. I, okay, I understand. You know, people are curious, people in the medical field especially, you, you're dealing with all these high-powered narcotics, all of these antibiotics, all these other medications that can fuck people up really, really bad. So why, and especially back then when a lot of this stuff was being discovered, was being introduced, you would think that you would have more cases of, of curiosity and experimental dosaging and everything like that. However, when you have some, you have Jolly Jane in there saying, yo, I'm going to completely fuck you up because I'm curious to know what's going to happen. Was it legitimate ex science experimentations or was it for her own twisted dementia pleasure? Which one do you think it was? Obviously, if she's one of the prolific serial killers that I have decided to cover, then it was probably for her twisted delight. I mean, there is no other way, a shape, form around the fact that she did this probably for some sadistic enjoyment. What is even more shittier is that we, as the general public, have this, have this, 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 this expected blind trust in, in medical personnel. Since they are professionals, you, we automatically think, yo, these, these people are, are professionals. They're, they're, there's nothing that they can do that is that, that's fucked up or that they have bad heart or ill-spirited Ill and want to hurt people. That is completely false. You know, everyone should should always wonder and question the people who are who you interact with, whether it be uh, teachers, whether it be store clerks, uh, medical professionals, uh, people on people that you that people at school in the, in the parent pickup line. You always should realize not realize, but you should always take precaution and always keep on guard because you never know. You you never know what's inside of people's hearts. People have some have some fucked up thoughts and and reasons why they, they flip their lid. I'm not saying don't ever go to a hospital. I am not saying that at all. Don't Joe Rogan me on this shit, okay? What I'm saying is that things happen 
and certain things occur when shit goes bad for the individual that 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 that's willing and ready to snap. You know what I mean? We just have to hope that people legitimately have our our best interest in 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 their heart. And for the most part, I haven't really met read many stories. I mean, there are a few stories here and there that medical prof- professionals have fucked people up intentionally and that and that's not right. And they they they've served their time. All right, let me see here. She spent considerable time alone with patients, making up fake charts and medicating them to drift in and out of consciousness and even getting into bed with them. So she, 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 she gave them the medication. She had them go unconscious, and then she climbed in the bed with them. See, there are several different things that, that pique my, my antennas or, or make my ears perk up when I read something like that. Number one, they're lonely. Number two, they're, they're looking for, for that closeness. They're looking for that, that human touch. They're looking to be caressed. Or they're just looking to be loved. When, when young children have been abused, neglected, when they grow up, they legitimately, legitimately, they legitimately want people to care for them because they've never had that love and attention as a child. There's, there has been several recorded cases and several examples where they, even with their, even when they're dead, they just want to feel the warmth and or the touch of another human being. It's a really shitty thing for for kids not to be loved, and held, and hugged, and told that they're worth something and they love. If when when they grow up, it's one of those deals where they don't feel valuable. They they feel like they're worthless and non-existent into the into other people's eyes. So it's really difficult for them to find love and show love since they've never seen it. And in in my opinion, my unprofessional opinion, I think this is the case with Jane Toppin. She never had the love from her. I mean, damn, her dad, goddamn, sewed her who sewed his eyelids closed. That, that's not showing, I mean, he can't even see her to give her love. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it just seems like she was yearning for some sort of human interaction and to feel the caress and love of an individual. And, and it's pretty shitty because she had to go to that, to that extent. She had to resort to that type of shit in order to get what she was looking for. Uh, Toppin was recommended for the prestigious Massachusetts General Hospital in 1889. There she claimed several more victims before being fired the following year. It took me a little while to realize and look up shit that she's actually killed people when she became a nurse. She, she overdosed him and blamed it. I mean, there are certain things that, that she was able to, to inject into them where they were untraceable, especially back then in, in the late 1800s. They just didn't have the advanced technology like, like we have now. A lot of more overdosing and poisoning was a lot easier to get away with since it was a lot more difficult to trace compared to, to today. She already had a body count with her first nursing job, and then she was recommended for, for a, higher, a higher position or, or more prestigious hospital to where, to where she was able to have the, the availability or the not the availability, but the access to several more patients. It, it, it really sucks. I mean, again, Jolly Jane, Jolly Jane would never do something like that. She would never kill anybody. Let's just send her to go get her to be around more patients. Uh, let me see. Uh, Toppin briefly returned to Cambridge, but was soon dismissed for administrating opiates recklessly. Toppin then began a career as a private nurse and flourished despite complaints of petty theft. Not only did she start overdosing people and giving, giving medications the way that they weren't supposed to, 
or uh, misdosaging people. She was also stealing shit from from a bunch of different people. Why don't steal shit? It's it's that simple. But you know, when you, when you don't have anything going for you, especially for, I'm pretty sure the pay for the, for a woman nurse back in the day was not as good it is as it is now. You you have to resort to whatever you have to resort to to make ends meet, or it's an addiction. I know a lot of people who who just thoroughly enjoy the thrill of stealing shit. It's not because they need it. It's not because they're anything, but it's the thrill. It's the thrill of the hunt. You, you look for something, you steal it, and it's a fucking rush. Then they get hooked to that, or they get hooked on that, and then it's all, it's all bad. It's all bad after that. Jesus. Uh, Toppin began her poisoning spree in earnest, in earnest in 1895 by killing her landlord, Israel Dunham, and his wife. She said, look, man, I'm not going to pay my fucking rent, so why don't you come over and hand, hand some of my poison tea over here, and, and we'll, we'll just end it like that. <laughs> no, that's not what really what happened. It takes a lot, of, a lot of gall and a lot of balls, a lot of fucking balls to, to poison somebody. You know, it, it, you, you risk that threat of, of, being, of being discovered. You risk that, 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 that chance of, of them finding out, and you're doomed. It's over. I mean, but for her to kill her landlord... And his wife. I wonder what they did to her for her for her to to want to poison him. Again, it, it, since this happened back in the early 1800s or the late 1800s, I didn't really have that much information to go on on her personal life or what people didn't have done to her or why they why she decided to kill her landlord and his wife. So all we can do now is just speculate, which sometimes it's a lot funner than the actual the actual reasoning. You know what I mean? In 1889, or excuse me, in 1899, she killed her foster sister, Elizabeth, with a dose of strychnine. Remember when I read earlier, just a few minutes ago, that her and her sister, well, her stepsister, which technically uh, Toppin, the, 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 when, okay, so the house, the, the family that she went to go serve had that daughter, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Toppin. So Jane Toppin said, yo, I'm jealous of you. Then that's legitimate records, by the way. She was very jealous of, of Elizabeth and fucking killed her. Said, hey, how about you have a crumpet of strict nine and get the fuck out my face? <laughs> I, you, you, you have to be really jealous and hateful and have no barriers or care to take a human life when you were somewhat attached, close, and, ha- and formed some sort of relationship with that individual jane is the perfect one of the perfect perfect examples of how she disconnected herself from reality from any sort of relationships and is pretty much showing sociopathic tendencies and and personalities personality traits for her to kill kill elizabeth Toppin, that that was one of those where yo there's no holds barred i don't give a fuck if you know me or not if i don't like you then you're going down it and it's not, it's not a good deal. It's not a good deal for everyone who, who's around here. In 1901, Toppin moved in with the elderly Alden Davis and his family in Catamet, <laughs> family in Catamet to take care of him after the death of his wife, Maddie, whom Toppin had murdered. Within weeks, she killed Davis, his sister Edna, and two of his daughters, Minnie and Genevieve. She moved in with this family to take care of him and murdered the entire fucking family. Murdered the wife, the husband, the daughters. And yeah, Dan and his sister. He even she even killed her fucking sister. She killed Edna and his two daughters, Minnie and Genevieve. 
There is no remorse. There is no type of guilt. She's like, I'm murking everyone. Everyone's getting clapped right now. And she did it. Why do you think people, I mean, other than, other than being a sociopath, why do you think people have this disconnect from reality where they believe that taking the life is the, is the solution or their satisfaction? What do you think it is? Do you think it's something to where they need to rid the world and make it better? Or is it some sort of personal gratification, which makes them go even further or give more deep, give, excuse me, pause, rewind. Let's try this again. <laughs> do you think it's personal gratification? So they just keep getting deeper and deeper into it to where several bodies later they still then they realize damn i kind of fucked up or do you think they just never realized it because they're so disconnected from reality <laughs> see that this is why i need a psychologist on here i'm gonna have to do some calling and some looking it up or some looking up some looking up into into a psychologist see if i can get one on on the show how does she get caught eventually majority 90 98 percent of all serial killers are eventually caught it may take a longer than, than, than expected, but eventually everyone gets caught. So how did she get caught? How did Jane the Jolly Killer uh, Toppin get caught? So the surviving members of the Davis family ordered a toxicology exam on Alden Davis. Sorry. They, they ordered a toxicology exam on Alan Davis's youngest daughter, Minnie. The report found she had been poisoned and local authorities assigned a police detail on Toppin to watch her. On October 29, 1901, she was arrested for murder. By 1902, she had confessed to 31 murders. She, so, even, I mean, obviously, the toxicology was, was advanced enough to realize that, that the daughter had been poisoned. Cops started watching her, eventually arrested her, probably on suspicion, and maybe she fucked something up where she was able to get caught. And then in 1902, she admitted to killing 31 murders people 31 people she murdered in that short span 31 people without being caught for that long is a damn good run i'm, I'm not i'm not giving her credit don't get me wrong i'm not high-fiving her but i mean you have to give you, you you have to give kudos where kudos is due you know what i mean you can't just take away the fact that she got away with it for so long I don't know, it just seems that women are a lot more sly and a lot more slick than, than what males are. They're, they're a lot cleaner when, when they do get the job done versus the men. 31 murders, that's, that's a lot of fucking people. I don't care who you are, that's a lot of people. Soon after the trial, one of William Randolph's Hearst newspapers, the New York Journal, printed what was purported to be Tuppen's, conf Tuppen's confession to her lawyer claiming that she had killed more than 31 people and that she wanted the jury to find her sane so she could eventually have a chance at being released. Jane, there's no, there's no chance of you being released back in the 1800s. You are not getting released after, killing, after admitting, to kill, of ki admitting to kill, admitting to killing 31 people. I don't know why that was so fucking hard for me to say. You're not getting released. There's no way in hell. People aren't even getting released for, from prison when they kill one person. What makes you think 31 people in your, in your body count, you're going to be released? There's no way, shape, or form you're ever going to be released. Boy, I tell you. But what's interesting is that she fought, not fought, but she stated in reports, and this is, you can read it in, in the police reports and in, in, the, in Hearst's newspaper, she specifically wanted to be found sane 
in order for her to be released. What type of mentality do you think that is? For, I, for me, my brain is on a gridlock right now because I'm not sure. Is it so far of sociopath? Is there some kind of grandiose, grandiose thinking? Is there, uh, what is that other word that I can't think of right now? Uh, narcissistic view? Which one of the three, if not all of them, do you think was going through her brain at the time to, for her to say that she needs to be found sane so she can be released? Is she denying guilt? I mean, she already admitted to killing 31 people. However, in, in, in the back of her brain holes, do you think she really uh, believes that she did wrong to where she's like, yo, just let me out after a few weeks or a few years. You know, that's not a problem, but I'm not crazy. Yeah, I killed 31 people, but I'm not crazy. It, it, it's bizarre that she made that statement that from where she, uh, she wants to be fell, found sane so she can have a chance at being released. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Toppin insisted upon her own sanity in court, claiming that she could not be insane if she knew what she was doing and that <laughs> she knew what she was doing and knew that it was wrong. But nonetheless, she, ha she was declared insane and committed. So I completely fucked the reading of that up, but Toppin insisted upon her own sanity in court, claiming that she could not be insane if she knew what she was doing and knew that it was wrong. Nonetheless, she was declared insane and committed for life in an insane asylum. When you have someone make a statement saying, I know exactly what I did and it was 100% it was wrong, but I'm not crazy. Do you think that's a crazy statement or do you think that it was a legitimate, I'm not crazy because I knew exactly what was going on. I mean, killing people, killing that many people, period, without being in self-defense. If someone's trying to take your life and you take their life, I don't see that as crazy. I see that as self-defense and, and just, you know, fighting to survive. But killing 31 innocent people or 31 helpless people, that is pretty fucking crazy. I don't care if you look me in the eyeball holes and say, yo, I'm not crazy. I just killed 31 people who couldn't fight back and I wasn't attacking them, but I killed them. Wait, what? There, there's no way. There's no way that that's sanity. That, that is insane by, by clear textbook definition. Well, not really textbook. I mean, insanity is doing, I don't know, it's something like uh, doing the same act over and over and over and expecting a different result. I think that's insanity. I, I don't know. I, I heard a bunch of different shit. <laughs> I just haven't looked it up. <laughs> When, when, when someone makes that statement or anyone, anyone, I mean, we've heard it over, over the course of time when it comes to serial killers, even the ones that were found that were deemed clinically sane or clinically insane, you know, either one, both, if not, you know, depending on who the individual is, they are, are, are 100% full of shit to put it blunt and plain and simple. They're 100% full of shit. Where they think that they're sane enough to know that from right and wrong. Well, if you knew from right and wrong, what, what prevented you from, from stopping yourself and killing the 31 people, first off? Second off, or second, <laughs> second of all, what makes you think that making that, sane, that statement about sanity doesn't make you completely or doesn't make you sound completely insane <laughs> at the end of your statement? <laughs> it, it, it's, I need a psychologist. Boy, I tell you. Not for me personally, but, you know, to put, to put on the show. I'm not sure why Jane Toppin would, would try to convince people of her sanity by making a statement that she knew exactly what was going on and she knew it was completely wrong. 
I mean, one way or the other, I mean, you're either going to get hanged in the gallows or you're going to get put locked away in, in an insane asylum. And for Jane, she happened to be locked away in an insane asylum for life. That was her, her punishment for murdering 31 people. On June, 23rd in, on June 23rd in the Barnstable County Courthouse, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity and committed for life in the Towton Insane Hospital. It took them not very long to deem her completely insane. I mean, the, the jury, the judge, and everyone just pretty much said, yo, this, this, this cookie's cut up. We, 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 need to, we, we need to just throw the crumbles away and never talk to it ever again. So let's lock her up in insane asylum because this woman is completely out of her mind. They found her guilty. They found her not guilty. Again, she was never charged for... Okay, so... She was guilty of the murders, but she was not, she was found not guilty at the same time because uh, for reason of insanity. I don't know exactly how that works, to be honest with you. I mean, she was arrested for the crimes, obviously, but found not guilty by reason of insanity. If someone can explain that to me, I would love it. Send me an email, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. That way I can shed some, some, uh, some knowledge on, on my peeps because, and shed some knowledge on me too, because I have no idea what the fuck that means. I mean, how are you going to be found guilty, but at the same time, by reason of insanity, you're, not, you're found not guilty? So technically, are those murders not on her rap sheet? She's not, she's not held to those murders. She's not guilty for murdering these people. But they acknowledge that she's killed 31 people, but she's not charged with 31 counts of murder, if that's what, if that's what I'm, I'm understanding from that statement. They're acknowledging she killed 31 people, but she hasn't been charged with 31 counts of murder because for, for reason of, of insanity. That's, that, that's, that's the way I hear it in my brain, but I don't know if that's accurate. So don't, don't, don't take my words on it. So why does she kill? Every, so every serial killer has a motive. Rather it be, hey, you know, I hated my mom growing up and now you have blonde hair, blue eyes like my mom and I'm gonna kill every single woman that has blonde hair, blue eyes, because you remind me of my mom, which I hated so much. Wow, you look so young. I love your young, and I love how you. I love your youth and your innocence. So I'm going to kill you, so you can stay in that form, age, look forever, forever. Everyone, every serial killer has a motive. A lot of people might. For a lot of serial killers, it might take a little bit longer for them to admit and divulge what their motives are, but there are motives for every single killing. People just doesn't, I mean, it's very rare that people kill for sport. And even then, that's a motive. You know, hey, I like the sport of killing. It gives me, it, it gets my jollies off. I enjoy killing. So that is their motive for killing. But every murderer, everyone who kills has a motive. What is Jane Toppin's motive? So. An article in the Hoosier State Chronicles published shortly after Toppin's arrest reported that she would fondle her victims as they died and attempted to see the inner workings of their soul through their eyes. This woman, okay, this woman, Jane Toppin, fondled her dying victims and tried to see their soul through their dying eyes. I mean... <laughs> Necrophilia is a real thing. That, that's 100% legit. I mean, there's people out there that would dig up bodies and just for them to have sex with, with the corpse. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer was, was one of the, the most, re, not recognizable, but the first ones that come to my mind, most notable. 
most notable necrophiliacs to date that I can think of off the, off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure there's a bazillion more in history, but off the top of my head, he's the most notable one. Jane Tobin had a similar interest. Again, did that stem from her childhood neglect and abuse that she suffered at the hands of her father? Or was it something that she developed in her head out of curiosity, out of morbid curiosity, interest, and infatuation? Which one is which? I don't know. I need to, I need to talk to some sort of the criminal psychologist in order to help me understand these things. Jane Toppin, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. She was, she was not well in the head. There was no way, shape, or form about it. She, she, just, she just was not well in the brain cells. So she did some fucked up shit. She killed 31 people, of course. I mean, she, she did some fucked up shit. Toppin stated she derived a sexual thrill from patients being near death, coming back to life, and then dying again. This woman got her jollies off by killing people, bringing them back to life, and then killing them again. That, that, is, a, that is a twisted, sick way of, of doing things. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know any better, honestly. I, I haven't studied it. However, when someone says she derived a sexual thrill... From patients being near death, why would she get a sexual thrill from near death? I, I don't. I, I have the. I have a hard time understanding that part of of human interest. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't understand that. I mean, it, it, I mean, the vulnerability. I guess the innocence. The the not putting up a fight. I don't know. I, there, there's so many different things. There's so many different possibilities. That I, who knows would be the most accurate one to state. What, what do you, what, what's your opinion? Let me know. Graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. Graveyard Grumbler podcast on the Podbean app. Graveyard Grumbler podcast on Instagram. Because I don't know. My, my head, my head is, 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 is going left and right at the same time. And I can't think of a solid reason why she would get a sexual thrill from patients being near death. Toppin administered a drug mixture to the patients she chose as her victims. She laid with them and held them close as they died. I wonder, that, I mean, again, I wouldn't know exactly why she did what she did. Of course, there's a reason. And back in the early 1800s or late 1800s, I keep saying early. Back in the 1800s, it was real difficult for people to have an accurate, tactful, tactful, way of finding things out and getting information from the individuals you know it's automatically oh they're guilty they're crazy and we're just going to write that we're going to cut off their their frontal lobe and we're going to bring it back to normality and, and that's going to be the end of it I, it would be really interesting to know why she would lay with the dying victims would it like a motherly instinct was it the the look of desperate desperation or of the the help in their eyes as they were dying like yo you need to help me i am dying right now that she would enjoy or was did she want to be the last motherly warm touch that her victim felt before dying who knows i th it's crazy th this lady really boggled my head and i couldn't really find a lot of a lot of information about her Toppin is, is often considered an angel of death, a type of serial killer who takes on a caretaker role and attacks the vulnerable and dependent. Well, that answered my question, didn't it? <laughs> when you attack the vulnerable, there's a, there's a predator behavior that people enjoy or that a bunch of serial killers enjoy when, when, when they're pretty much on the hunt. 
you know, I mean, the thing about the Predator and Prey, you have John Wayne Gacy who attacked young boys. He he attacked young boys because of the vulnerability. I mean, he he got off on that. So did Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, there are a lot of serial killers, period, that enjoyed the vulnerability of their victims. Well, for this woman specifically, for Jane Tobin, she literally enjoyed the vulnerability of a, of a dying, weak, fragile individual in bed who depended on her and she can do anything and everything she wanted without any fight back or any any hesitation or any any hiccups to where yo i i know you i i know you need me so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna fuck you up because i like it i'm gonna get my joy off and i'm just gonna let you die because you know fuck it whatever Toppin also murdered for seemingly more personal reasons such as in the case of the davis's family it is also possible Toppin was also motivated by jealousy in the case of the, of the murder of her foster sister. I mentioned that earlier. Jealousy is, has a huge thing, especially when with people who come from shitty as, as childhood homes or uh, being raised in shitty home environments. Jealousy plays a big issue or big, a big reason, a big motivation, a big motive when they inflict harm and kill and take other people's lives. Jealousy is a huge thing. I mean, you have that thing, you know, the jealousy kills, jealousy is a killer. There's no scorn like the scorn of a woman. You know, all these sayings are said for a certain reason. People have been fucked up based off of making the jealousy of, of certain people. You know, women, men, it doesn't matter. Men are, are just as bad, if not worse, when it comes to jealousy. Jane Toppin had, had the skills, the access, and the heart or lack of, to kill based off of, off of jealousy and her, and her hatred and her, her vengeance for whatever reason that, that, you know, she, whatever her motive was. She was able to fulfill what she wanted to do. And that's, that's fucking insane. Literally insane that jealousy would have such a huge part. I mean, she killed her, her friendly sister, her stepsister, or it's not even her stepsister, her acquaintance that, from the family that she worked for when she got taken out the orphanage. She killed her based off jealousy. That's fucking nuts. She described her motivation as a paralysis of thought and reason, a strong urge to poison. So when you have a thought, uh, a motivation as, as a paralysis to where, me, well, from, what my, from what my understanding is that you have a motivation or a reason to do things that that thought would, would pretty much overtake your body and you are paralyzed in fighting and stopping yourself from completing the task at hand. So in her case, she had this overwhelming feeling of wanting to poison people. And because that, she was, that, that thought and that feeling and, and reason or that motivation was so strong, she was paralyzed in being able to stop herself from poisoning people. How and why can that, can that come up? I mean, it, it, there's so many questions to ask, but there's not enough answers because I don't have any psychologists to talk to right now in front of me. However, that, you know, I've read that in, in a bunch of different other cases where people's motivate, oh, look, since we're talking about jealousy and everything like that, Men have stated that they have want, <laughs> they have not wanted to cheat on their wives, but the, the sexual uh, feeling was so overwhelming, they were paralyzed in stopping themselves from engaging in sexual activities with, with someone other than their spouse. That has legitimately been said by, by cheaters and, and people who have been caught both sides, not just men, it has been both sides. Look, I couldn't control myself, I couldn't stop myself, it happened, I was paralyzed, I could not fight 
and, and stop myself from engaging in sexual activity. I did not. I did not have sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a legitimate thing. According to clinical psychologists, clinical psychiatrists, criminals, psychologists, and all the nine, that that is a real deal that people fight with. A lot of sociopaths have urges such as that to where they're paralyzed in stopping themselves from committing the acts of murder or assault or anything that, that that's in that that ballpark you know they just ha- they just don't have the ability to stop themselves they're paralyzed that is nuts to me that is nuts jesus Toppin used poison for more than just murder, reportedly poisoning a housekeeper just enough so that she appeared drunk in order to steal her job and kill the family. This woman set up the housekeeper so she can steal her job. See, again, Mexicans aren't stealing the job, yo, it's everybody else. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. When you have somebody that, that's that devious and that motivated to kill or that jelly or whatever, whatever reason that they have, to where they're able to set somebody up so they can get fired. They take over the job and then kill the family that they hired. That the, kill the family that hired her. Is that criminal genius? Is that dedication? Is that being good at your craft? What is it to where they have that ability to work out such detailed plans with, 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 with perfection, pretty much? to accomplish their, their goal that they have. Like they, you know, she, she had her, her sight set out on this family. Like, well, I'm going to fuck this family up. So I'm going to go do this any means, by any means necessary, I'm going to accomplish my goal. How do you think, or what do you think I should say? Not how, what do you think goes through their head when it comes to that? I know it's difficult for, for people who don't have that way of thinking, who aren't serial killers to answer that question. Like for me, I don't, I can't even answer that question because I don't, I don't have that way of thinking. It's, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre that someone has went through the, through that length to accomplish your goal and fuck people up. That, that's, that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, high five to her for being dedicated, but at the, at the same time, Jesus, watch the fuck out with people like that. Toppin even poisoned herself to evoke the sympathy of men who courted her. So you know what? Maybe that, that I'll click for me. Maybe she was so desperate for love and affection that she wanted to take it by any means necessary. And the people who didn't show her the love and affection she felt she deserved, maybe she killed them because they're, they're, they're pretty much dead to her. So they might as well be out of her life if they can't show her the love and affection that she, that she feels that she deserves. She poisoned herself just enough to, to evoke, to have sympathy given to her by men that was courting her. I mean, maybe she was afraid that they were going to leave her. Maybe that she wanted to feel more, uh, a little bit more than what they were giving her. But she poisoned herself intentionally to receive more sympathy and love. I mean, bottom line, from from these men who she felt maybe weren't showing her enough love. Fucking hell, man. That isn't that. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Toppin claimed she started her killing spree because a boyfriend dumped her when she was 16 years old. A Lowell, a Lowell, officer, a Lowell office worker gave her a promise ring but moved to Holyoke, Massachusetts, Massachusetts and fell in love with someone else. The scorn of, of a woman is a real deal. I'm not, I'm not justifying this, the killing that this lady has done, but I'm also telling you that 
when people say the scorn of a woman, there's no such, there's no scorn like the scorn of a woman. That's some real shit. Women have done some real fucked up things because they were scorned. Do I blame them? Not all the way. I mean, there has been some that have blown shit out of proportion. However, just like in the case of her being dumped by, by, by her love interest, it doesn't make any sense for you to go kill everybody and everyone because of him. You should have just killed him and got it over with and left all the other 31 people alone. So let's wrap this episode up, okay? Graveyard Grumbler's final wrap. Let's close this episode. Let's end the shit. So Toppin confessed to killing 31 people. She is suspected to killing up to 100 people. Yes, she is suspected of killing 100 people. How in the fuck can somebody overlook that? I, I guess they went back for, to, they went back and looked at everyone that died with suspicion or had, an, had a, a curious or questionable suspicious death. And they linked it to her. She was never charged or convicted or blamed for the other, for, for the full hundred, just, to, just the 31 that she admitted. However, she did it on the sly. I mean, like I said, do I give this woman credit? 100%. This woman, this woman took advantage of a very important role in people's lives. And, and she, she killed people very slick. I mean, she poisoned 31 people, maybe up to 100 people. I don't, I don't see how, I don't see why she didn't get as much recognition. I mean, yeah, it was the early 18, or it was in the early 1900s, 1800s. However, she killed a lot of people. And for a woman back then to do something that, that outrageous, I mean, 31 bodies, that's a lot of people. And I'm surprised that she didn't get enough recognition for that. Again, it's just the media and the popularity, how the male dominated this and this and this, but fuck all that. She's probably one of the top killers that I've ran into so far. I, I'm, I'm still, I still have a, few, a bunch of other female episodes that, that we're going to do on serial killers. I think it's fucked up that she did it in the medical field because it, 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 it brings mistrust and, and, and fear for people who already have fear as it is for shit that happened in, in, in hospital. The number one thing that I've heard a lot of times is that, look, I can't go to a hospital. People die there. You're right. People die in hospitals, people die at home, people die on the streets, people die doing hot yoga, people die in the gym, people die using the restroom, people die taking a shower, people die. But the thing, don't, don't add more fear into a place that people already fear, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense to me. However, it happened, this woman goes on, goes on the list, I mean, to me personally, she beats Jeffrey, Dahmer. I mean not Jeffrey Dahmer, she beats, uh, what's that fool's name, the, the fucking pretty boy? Oh, God damn it. The guy from, from Washington, the guy from Tacoma, <laughs> no, <laughs> my mind went completely blank. That's how, that's how much I try to get that, that serial killer out of my head because he, he's such a, a mainstream guy that everyone thinks that that's one of the first people that, that he, uh, people think of first. Ted Bundy, that's his name. I literally had to look it up. I think she's I think she's worse and and more morbid and fucked up than Ted Bundy. I, again, I don't see why she has way more bodies than Ted Bundy. She did it a lot slyer and slicker than Ted Bundy, but Ted Bundy has a lot more fame and all this other shit because of of number 1 he's a male and number 2 because of his charisma. Well, this was back in the late 1800s. I don't think charisma was even invented back then, was it? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> 
I, I, Ted Bundy is an overrated, uh, overpopulated serial killer. There's so many people a lot more devious and, and fucked up than Ted Bundy. Yeah, I'm not taking away that he's a fucked up individual. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that his crimes are any less than any other people. They're still fucked up crimes and they shouldn't have been committed. However, I don't think he should have the fame and, and, and the interest that, that, that he has over people like Jane Toppin. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So she's a badass. In more than way, in more ways than one, she was fucked up. She did it on the sly. I mean, she gets my respect. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like I said, on the serial killer list, I started that list a while ago. So uh, let me see here. On the serial killer list, out of five stars, I think I'll give her. We'll give her four stars because it took her thirty-one day. She killed thirty-one people. She said she wasn't crazy, but she also enjoyed laying with people as they died she got she goes sexually stimulated sexually thrilled and she felt that or she she was able to see the soul through people's eyes as they were leaving so yeah that, that's pretty fucked up <laughs> all righty i i hope everybody enjoyed that episode again the, for the next several episodes we're going to do uh, specifically female serial killers just to show the love and the respect and and hopefully get some names out there that people have overlooked announcements i can taste and feel the Patreon coming around. I have a few stories. I might pull the other stories from my regular podcast that I put in the in the past and add it to the Patreon because I, I just want all my stories in one spot now. So I'll probably do that. I'm I'm working with some merchandise dealers or cre- or people who 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 are going to create some merchandise. I'm, I'm I'm working out some prices with them. So hopefully, shortly after the launch of my Patreon, I will have a at least stickers and a few shirts. At the very least, I'm hoping again for anyone who signs up for the Patreon, you're automatically get free stickers because you because I love you guys. You guys are awesome and support me wonderfully, so I appreciate it. And again, just for the guideline, not guidelines, but just a, a perk for for the uh, for the Patreon. Anyone who's in the Patreon is going to have a forever discount, regardless of what the product is. On the regular podcast, non-Patreon, there, I mean, I'll have a, a discount for merch for a, you know, a certain amount of time, but Patreon will always have that discount available to them because you know, you're, you're paying for extra services, so why not get some extra perks? You know what I mean? Other than that, next episode is going to be on another prolific female serial killer. I have two in mind. I just haven't decided which one I want to do. Uh, spooky stories are almost going to be released i am excited i am going to give you a little teaser sample here in probably the next few weeks again because i I work a lot so in the next few weeks i should have a little teaser a little sampler just to get the eyeballs uh perked up and and your ears listening so other than that i appreciate everyone continue to share my my podcast with anyone and everyone just drop it on your facebook and tell people to play push press play I just send people my link and say, yo, check this out now and click it, you know? I mean, I, I would appreciate any exposure and that, that people give to me. I appreciate everyone. Thank you very much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Yeah, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.